0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Good afternoon, Joe. Nice to be chatting with you again. How are you doing?
0: I am very well, Richard. I'm on a massive high from having a lovely weekend with some family friends.
1: So oh, yeah. That is so mm. good. Yeah. Mm. What, mm. Was, uh, what was uh some highlights from that?
0: Well, (laughs) um, Annabelle, who is my goddaughter, it was her eighth birthday and so she got to feed the meerkats at the Billabong Zoo in Port Macquarie, (laughs) which was amazing. But I wanted to tell you about this crazy situation that I have never seen before and I don't think I'll ever see again. So, we were at the Billabong Zoo and there are these two whopping great big lions Mm -hmm. sunning themselves on a rock as cats do, you know, just out in the sun, chilling out. And I was standing there with James and Johnny, who's 10, and James, their dad, and um. Nothing we were doing was at all interesting to this male lion with a huge Mm. mane and this Mm. female lion, the lioness. And then this female lion pricks her her head up a bit and we were like, what's that? And then she gets up quite quickly and then she starts stalking over to the fence, over to our Mm. right. And we look behind us. And there is a man who we have been kind of wandering through the zoo around at the same time. You know how you just happen to be ex- going through all the exhibits with the same kind, of, like, people who start at the same time? Yeah. Anyway, he's there with his wife and, like, two-year-old toddler. And he is there intimidating the lion or trying to. And so she's gotten up and she is stalking up and down the fence with this guy. And the guy is mashing her and, like, really jeeing her up. It was just this most incredible moment because this cat, is a huge cat. And mm. she, you know, there are two fences. There's no way this man is going to get harmed. But he was, he wasn't trying to rile her. He was just interested in how she react. And he definitely stepped back when she seemed to get quite, you know, frustrated. But and mm. he like let it go. But I couldn't believe it. I it would never occur to me to think I'm, I'm going to rile up a large lioness. What was
1: he what kind of things was he doing?
0: Oh he was just kind of really like staring her down and using quite funny Body posture, like <laughs> almost like intimidating, like really on edge. And so she was on edge and her tail was flicking and her shoulders were like kind of like in the Lion King when they're trying to like get their prey.
1: Anyway, mm. Mm. it was,
0: it was fascinating <laughs> to watch. And I thought I would never do that.
1: Yeah, not, <laughs> not playing to imitate. Did, you, did the lion roar or, uh,
0: no, yeah. didn't get anywhere yeah. near that. But she definitely, she was stalking up and down the fence. Yeah. And like, I'm going to get you, man. I'm going to get you, man. It's wow. incre- They're an incredible beast. Yeah. These the lions. thing
1: I I I always I'm aware of when I'm at at um, at zoos, which hasn't been a while, but uh, it's like being all friendly with the animals. I just because I just feel like I'm letting them down. You know how some people go, "Oh hi, hi, yeah, I really care about you. I'm really interested," and then they're gone. And I can't do that. I just kind of I'm there at the animal and say, "Look, I know I'm I'm watching you. There's not a long-term relationship. Um, you know." <laughs> I don't owe you anything. You don't owe me anything. Um, we don't have do an
0: emotional bond. Yeah,
1: thanks, thanks for doing your bit. Um, <laughs> I'm moving on to the next animal now. I've had my 25 seconds with you.
0: So. <laughs> I've genuinely never been concerned for the emotional journey of the animal that I yeah. have not emotionally engaged with. Really? Wow! Don't you I,
1: care about I, their feelings when you...
0: I do care about their feelings, but I don't <laughs> care about how I interact with their feelings. I more care about, oh, you're in a cage. That's sad. Yeah, And then yeah. I go, but conservation is important and your zookeepers seem to care for you a great deal. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I still feel sad for you. You know, like I feel more captivity. Yeah, you don't yeah. have
1: this kind of I'm building a relationship with the platypus kind of thing going on.
0: No, I'm probably just a <laughs> bit more cold. I'm like, hi, platypus, love to see you. It's, this is so no, great, I, but see ya.
1: <laughs> n- nobody would ever call you cold, so.
0: uh, well, It was funny going with little kids because, of course, they're like, I've seen it for two seconds, I'm off. But I want <laughs> yeah, to engage right. with the information sheet. That's, that's right. telling me information you know, tell
1: us kids, look, we spent $60 to walk in here. We are not moving <laughs> until you've read the information panel. <laughs> so
0: true. So true. Anyway, what have you been up to, Richard?
1: Oh, well, a highlight for me this weekend was doing the cricket scoring at my son's cricket game on Saturday.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> uh, are you at all familiar with cricket scoring, Joe?
0: I am. I've done it before. It is an elaborate task. I know. I recall I was, it being elaborate.
1: I was quite stressed. Um it's just funny because I we have a friend, one of your former trainees, I think actually, uh, Joe, who when couldn't didn't realize what the fuss was about cricket scoring. She thought you just kind of made put a little mark down every time a run was scored and just count one, two, three, <laughs> up to one hundred, two hundred. She thought that oh, was Oh no, 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 no,
0: no, no!
1: No, you've <laughs> got to find it. is it a wide? A no ball? A leg by? A by? Which runs go to the bowler? Which runs go to the batsman? If the who person scored? was out. Uh, what who over? was the assistant what a, yep. yeah how many balls left um and so i was on the, there's an ipad app where you can do that oh. um which is helpful but still re- requires massive concentration and the guy from the opposing team was sitting next to me with a, a paper format and um yeah it was uh, uh it it went okay i did lots of preparation and practice but after every ball it was like yeah what was that what was that run oh, run, run
0: that's good diligence um, for me.
1: yeah and then um yeah, sometimes kids with, from our team would come over and say, hey, wh- how many runs to get? I'd just say, go away, I'm concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break my concentration. <laughs>
0: uh, I have a task to perform here right yeah. now. This, I'm taking this very seriously.
1: <laughs> the first innings I had one of the batsmen wrong and had to go back and change it and there was oh, someone who no. was on the wrong strike and that was pretty stressful. But then uh. the second innings uh, was f- fine but very close. We we won by uh, with one wicket to spare, five balls <gasps> to spare. Uh, <gasps> And Cut I was like, I didn't really care about the result. I just was so no, ner- yeah, in, in, invested in getting this the result accurate and correct. <laughs> <If> <laughs> because I could imagine. Walk away if- there, yeah, if I could walk away with an accurate score sheet, that's all I cared about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you get distracted by Andy?
1: Um, when he came on, just- my, just my pulse rate ran up a bit. <laughs> I would tell the guy, hey, this is my son, you know, just so he didn't say anything. You know, he would do the same. <laughs> this is my daughter. um, so there's a mutual
0: respect of we're dads in this moment not just scorers so we're not going to comment critically on you know how that person could have done a different batting situation now we're just going to be like oh that was excellent
1: (laughs) yes that's right so interesting experience thankfully i won't be on for another month but uh yeah scoring on the weekend
0: oh that's no joke (laughs)
1: um but uh, how about bible stuff joe what are you reading in the bible
0: well um as you'd know and people from around HBC would know um we have been digging into 2 Peter for the last couple of months a uh, couple of weeks with growth groups yes and um I happened to visit a growth group I'm not usually part of last week and because we were doing something slightly different but we wanted to stay in 2 Peter um, we decided to discover the life of Peter mm-hmm. in the gospels mm-hmm. and we ran out of time. We, st- we decided to use Luke as our main line. So, we started mm-hmm. in Luke 1 and we worked through from there. And we engaged with, oh, Simon Peter, how does he get his second name? What does Peter mean? Peter means rock. Mm. But um, we didn't get into Acts. And so, I thought, all right, I'll pick it up um, mm. and I'll go through Matthew. So, I started going through Matthew the other day. And there's not a heap of references in early Matthew to Peter, but I got distracted today, um, mm-hmm. so I went on a tangent, and so I thought I'd share that with you. Yeah. So basically in Matthew 8, um, Peter's mother-in-law is healed of sickness, and mm-hmm. the girls who we were reading the Bible with last week and engaging about Peter's life, we, we agreed, oh, that's right, Peter was married, which is just a nice thing to keep remembering that, oh, that's mm. right, he had a wife. Mm. And then someone offhandedly said during the group last week, oh, um, Oh, yeah, that's right, because it mentions in one of the letters that Paul could be married, but he's not, but the other disciples are. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, but I don't know where that is. And so on my tangent of reading about Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law at Peter's house, I thought, okay, Peter owns a house, he has a mother-in-law, which means he has a wife, which means he probably has kids, though we haven't seen any reference of that. Mm. Um, All right, I'll go find that passage. And I found it, and it's very interesting. So I'll Mm -hmm. just read it. It says um, uh, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 3, um, this is my defense on those who sit in judgment on me. This is Paul speaking. Mm-hmm. Don't we have the right to food and drink? And then this is the sentence that interests me. Don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us, as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas? Mm. Or on- is it only I and Barnabas who lack the right to not work for a living? So Paul is talking about working for a living and all these kinds of like money and the church yeah. providing, et cetera. But he describes what? The life of Peter's wife was, which was to go along with Peter, yeah, and so that makes me wonder, did she actually travel around because Peter was in Jerusalem for a lot of stuff, but I imagine he traveled yeah. around a lot, yeah um, after Jesus had um, ascended, mm. but yeah, it just made me think about Peter's life and how he would have had husbandly responsibilities and he would have had to be a one Timothy three guy with his marriage, yeah, and hopefully. The Lord blessed them with kids, you know, as a mm. blessing for all marriages, if yeah. possible, if God's will. And so anyway, it just got me thinking today and interested in Peter's life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It kind of rounds out the the, the picture we have of him. He's uh there's so much, yeah, like he's the, this um opinionated, uh, lively yeah. guy. Yeah. Um can be a bit foolish. Yes. Um, but uh then uh here he is, as a, yeah, married um, with the wife he had before Jesus called him, most likely. Mm, mm. And um, yeah, at some point, um, there's that line about leaving wives for a little while. And then mm. now she's on these uh, missionary or the church visiting journeys with him. So, mm.
0: and it, it makes me think as well the reason it was so interesting to me was because in 2 Peter 3, Peter is consciously writing. With his death in mind, like he talks about yeah, that, um, yeah. and so and he's writing to stimulate them to to wholesome thinking, and he's writing to remind them of what they've been taught in the gospels, and and so I think, oh, he's actually also he would have in mind, I am going to be leaving my wife unless she yeah. happens to die at the same time as him, which we have no information about, of yeah, course. yeah, um, and and he doesn't mention that, which I actually think is incredibly selfless, <laughs> <laughs> um, because. That would be a very significant thing to know that, okay, Jesus has indicated to me that I'm going to be dying soon, I'm going to be living soon, whenever that happens, however, mm. but um, and whatever that soon means. But, yeah, um, it just helps me to read to Peter differently because I know a little bit more of him having read Little yeah, yeah. Girls last week and then trying to find out more this week. Yeah. So, hmm.
1: I love your uh, curiosity and, um, yeah, exploring the Bible and finding out more about Peter. I mm. think that's great.
0: Well, this group last week was so great. We just inspired each other to curiosity. We'd ask questions and try to answer them. So it was the best of the group, <laughs> and then me just carrying on on the co- coattails of last week. So it was yeah, great. yeah. But what about you, brother? What have you been reading?
1: Uh, yeah, I've picked up a new book recently. Um, as our uh, our hub, our midweek venue, our church officers had a bit of a book cleanup, <laughs> and that's uh, a good time to catch a few books. I, I mean, mm. I was very good. I got rid of books that were not being used or were not helpful. But um, mm. this one was. Uh, uh, that I've kept is uh, called Evangelical Preaching, an Anthology of Sermons by Charles Simeon uh, introduced by John Stott. Now, have you, do you know Charles Simeon?
0: I do, but uh, I'm very feeling very vague, so remind uh, me. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I've, I know his name. I've, I even did an essay with him on, on him on college. My memories faded a little bit, but he was an Anglican minister, uh, mm-hmm. lived from 1758 to 1836, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, very influential, serving at a long time at Holy Trinity Church in Cambridge,
0: okay. and
1: um, with a big ministry to university students at that mm-hmm. time. Many of whom were going into Christian ministry.
0: What year um, was it again? Can you remind me?
1: Uh, he lives from seventeen fifty-eight to okay. um, eighteen uh, uh, thirty-six. Okay. Okay. And um, a good. Guy for Australians to know because he actually had a big influence on Christianity in Australia. Oh. Um, Richard Johnson, the first chap, the chaplain on the uh, first fleet, came out of Simeon's ministry. Uh, so did Samuel Marsden um, and wow. many others who, um, yeah, for the sake of the cos- gospel, took on the hard job of um, uh, chaplaincy and ministry in Australia. So mm. we are thankful to Charles Simeon and mm. uh, his, his ministry to university students has also been. Uh, an influence on um, people like Philip Jensen. So mm. um, here he it was a very nicely packaged um, book of his, some of his sermons um, Ooh. and uh, which, yeah, just a great opportunity to, um, yeah, read that, um, I don't know, you an, an old book, an old stuff. Mm. Uh, you know me, I'm often reading new books and things that have come out, but I feel I get and, and a bit shallow if I'm not careful there. So to be able mm. to go back to the old stuff is great. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and I've uh, just been, read this morning, sermon number 223. Oh, I, he wrote thousands <laughs> of sermons. This is just a collection, but uh, the secret things belong to God. And uh, this is his sermon on a verse, tw- Deuteronomy 20, 29. Uh, the secret things belong unto the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that mm-hmm. we may do all the words of this law, De- Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 29, verse 29. Uh, it's common in those days to do a talk just on a verse. Mm. Um, but you, and you'd often bring up lots of other verses as you went through. Mm. And uh, so the, the little bit I found helpful in this sermon was um, talking about how, um, you know, we don't know everything about God or his plans or how things work together and so on. But he says, um, instead of complaining that our knowledge is so limited, we should be thankful that it extends so far. For if little is communicated to gratify foolish curiosity, there is everything made known to us that is conducive to our present and eternal welfare. Oh, wow. And I, I thought that was nice. You know how often you, you hear in Bible studies, oh, if only I knew this, or, you know, in heaven I'll ask this. And um, I think uh, yeah, Simeon's kind of saying, nah, you no, know, there's, there's no reason to complain. We've been given a lot, yeah. um, very plenty for us to to mull over for our present and eternal welfare.
0: Yeah. yeah. And just in the context of um, where that verse comes from, you know, I think if, if I recall correctly, that's around the blessings and curses of the covenant kind of territory. Mm. And so God has just literally revealed how to relate with him and his <laughs> yes. whole relationship with them and how he wants them to, um, how he wants their relationship to be good. Mm. And so, mm. and he warns them when it's not. And so you look at it and you think, oh, that's right. In that context, they were given so much to know him mm. um, and how much more when we have Jesus in the spirit? And so, hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that does, it does speak into that moment where we say, Oh, I just I wish I knew more. <laughs> and that that curiosity isn't wrong, but more just looking and saying, Thank you for you, revealing yourself, God.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that's wow. evangelical preaching by Charles Simeon. Um, hopefully, yeah, this could be part of my little uh, regular short readings during the week yeah. for my spiritual well being and thinking.
0: I like how you so, just yeah. chip away at things. <laughs> that's good. That's really good.
1: I'm very comfortable going very slowly through a book. Mm. And, I yeah, I tend to keep three or four on the go, but um, get oh. through them very slowly. So. Good on you, Richard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think now we're out of time, Joe. Jo. What, yeah. um, any reflections from things going on, things to share with our listeners?
0: <laughs> yes. I got a funny Facebook video from someone the other day, Nick. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nick has cereal for lunch just to follow up, and Joe Kennard also has cereal for breakfast. So for anyone who was wondering when I started talking about dinner for breakfast or cereal for breakfast, I mean cereal for lunch or dinner, yeah, yeah. they are on board with cereal for lunch <laughs> and cereal for dinner, but they weren't on board for dinner for breakfast. So okay. there
1: Thanks, we are. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, um,
0: Joe. But my mum heartily agrees with your dad regarding <laughs> – Oh, really? Remo- if it's a weed if it's somewhere you don't want it to be. So oh, she great. was very affirming of your father. <laughs> And have you heard from anyone?
1: Uh, yes, I got a lovely photo from Teresa, who um, <laughs> uh-huh. has took, taken a photo of a a weed in air quotes. She's written it's it's uh, in the side of a road in a gutter, a little plant, um, but it just happens to be a beautiful flower. Um, I think maybe a snapdragon. Um, uh, and so yeah, what is what do you do with a plant like that? <laughs> it's in the road. <laughs> so wrong beautiful, place. But, but such it's a beautiful. wrong place. <laughs> So uh, I'm glad our little weed discussion has uh, stimulated some, uh, some thinking there. <laughs>
0: some conversation. Uh, yeah. But uh, in all seriousness, if you would like to contact us or if you have any questions about Jesus, perhaps you're a new Christian, um, we'd love to encourage you. If you'd like to know some books or find out about something you've, we've been talking about, why not contact us on Faith at hunterbiblechurch.org. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Indeed. Well, thanks, all Jennifer. Right. It's been great talking today.
0: Yeah, yeah. We better keep going, but um, we'll be back next week.
1: Talk to you then. Bye. Sounds good.
0: Bye.